Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Yale HealthCasts. I'm Dr. Adam Smith, your host. Joining me in the studio today is Peter Steer, Director of the Yale Health Pharmacy at Yale Health. Welcome, Peter. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Um, we're here today to talk about generic drugs. Now, earlier today, we had one of your colleagues, Jim Lespino, here in the studio talking about some of the details that we might find on a prescription label. But generic drugs are, well, it's a big topic from a cost standpoint. It's also somewhat of a confusing topic to patients because it seems as though every drug has two names. Um, if we could just start out with a generic question, what are generic medications? Generic drugs are drugs that become available um, after a brand name's patent has expired. Um, brand name drugs get 20 years of uh, patent protection. Um, as soon as that expires, a generic gets to come to market, um, and that's why you have lots and lots of them over the course of time. Great. So not every product initially hits the market as a generic. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, right now, there are a lot of drugs that are coming generic or becoming available generically um, that have had patent protection. Lipitor is one great example. Lots of folks know Lipitor. Atorvastatin is the generic name for that drug, and, and um, I think it was November. It's now finally available. So it's the marketing guys that give us what we consider or what we call the brand name. The generic, the generic terms, which are typically the longer, more medically sounding terms like Atorvastatin, are presumed to be equivalent medications, but I think a lot of folks have concerns that they might not be as effective. I think that that's right. I think some people have tied um, price to the quality of the product, and there's probably a lot of reasons for that. One of them certainly is, I, I guess the example that I think of is um, generic cereals. Um, people either like or don't like generic cereals, and they've tied the association between a generic cereal, which is less expensive than the brand, to drugs. The real cost differential, uh, differential for for brand and generic drugs has less to do with the quality of the product than it does uh, the fact that the brand name manufacturers have to recover all of their investment and all of their marketing costs. Um, generics are the legal and appropriate equivalent of a brand name, um, but they didn't have to do the long and costly approval and marketing process earlier. I know that there are only perhaps a, a handful of medications where the patients have noticed a difference on brand name versus generic medications. I think the Coumadin may be one of those, which is a popular uh, blood thinner. Um, can you talk to us about the, uh, the structure at the Yale Health Pharmacy in terms of how we provide generic medications to our members? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. The, um, e and even with Coumadin, um, the generic of Coumadin being warfarin, we, we it's a drug category that, because of its narrow window of, of efficacy or, the, or the, the very narrow dosing um, required to keep patients in range, um, lots of pharmacies, lots of clinicians have chosen to provide the brand name because we closely manage patients um, and their anticoagulation with um, testing. Um, we feel very comfortable that we can use good AB-rated generics, and I'll explain that in just a moment. Um, so... The, the government has provide, provided helpful um, guidelines to show when a generic is truly the equivalent product of the brand name that's out there. And 
the the rating system um, has a number of, of designations, but the one that we use is uh, AB rated products. When a product is determined to be AB rated, that means that it's equivalent. Um, equivalency means that it has to um, have the same strength, it has to deliver the same blood levels, it has to have the same effects. Um, you mentioned something in the in the beginning about a few patients occasionally will have issues. What's interesting is um, if the pa it, it's rarely the case where patients have a sensitivity to the generic that they wouldn't have also had to the brand. It's more likely the case that some of the more inert products, dyes and things like that, patients have some sensitivity. But even that is rarer even than people imagine. So it sounds as though as we move from brand to generic, most of the time they are equivalent. And the generics that we are offering at Yale Health are equivalent to the brand names that patients may have been on prior to coming to Yale Health. That's exactly right. Um, um, yep. I was going to use that as a touchstone to go on to my next question, which has to do with really the bottom line. And just as important as whether or not the drug is going to work for the patient is how much it costs. So how can patients save money on their prescriptions at Yale Health? Is that, a, is that an easy answer or is that a complex answer? I think it's, it, it, the answer or the solution is easy, but explaining it is, is a little tough. We have a, a three-tier formulary, um, and anything that is in Tier 1 or Tier 2 um, is um, determined to be cost-effective versus products that are in Tier 3. Tier 3 is made up largely of brand names that have generic equivalents that would be in Tier 1, or um, brand names that have other therapies that are um, first-line uh, products in the treatment of disease. Um, one of the, the, the things that patients should do to save money is they should ask their clinician. Oftentimes, um, doctors will prescribe things that they're very familiar with or that they have lots of experience with or that they think is on formula or is, is a preferred product, meaning Tier 1 or Tier 2, and they find out actually that it isn't. Um, and I think when patients who are interested in, in starting and trying medications, whether they're generic or preferred brands, ask the doctor, and chances are um, they uh, can save significantly themselves if they choose a, a Tier 1 product and it's generic. It's a very low copay at the health plan. If it's a Tier 2, um, the savings are still significant over what they might be paying if instead they went to a Tier 3 product. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but the tiers for various medications at Yale Health do change from time to time. Is that correct? That's that's right. Um, in tier two, uh, and in fact, it has a lot to do with the the move from generics. Occasionally, we'll move products because we have a new preferred product that's different than the brand that we're moving to a different tier. More likely, um, drugs that are in tier two are brand name products. And they, the most frequent move that we would have is they moved to Tier 3 because a generic was just made available. For example, um, last October, patients, going back to the Lipitor case, patients would pay a Tier 2 copayment as soon as Atorvastat and Lipitor's generic became available. Uh, the health plan moved Lipitor to Tier 3 um, and uh, made Atorvastatin available in Tier 1 for the Tier 1 copayment. Well, that's terrific. I mean, what I hear you saying is that those cost savings will be automatically... Um, implemented for the patient's benefit, even if they haven't specifically recognized that difference or if their clinician hasn't uh, recognized that change. That's exactly right. Super. Um, the last question that I have is something that we touched on briefly in the last health cast uh, with your colleague, and it had to do with once we've established that we've got 
an equally effective medication in the form of a generic and that we're offering it at a good price, if they pick up their prescription and the name is not their name on the label or if they have any questions about these uh, medications, what what should they do? Is there is there a number other than the routine pharmacy number that they should call, or is that the best place for them to start? I, I think it's the best place for them to start. We try to be careful with our labeling so that patients who have a change, uh, generics often look similar, uh, in fact, in some cases identical uh, to their brand uh, counterpart. But we try to make sure that we label it so that patients know that they're getting the same product, even if it might look different. Um, if it's ever a question and it looks like something that the patient's not familiar with or wasn't expecting uh, to be taking, absolutely they should not take it. They should call and ask. Um, we, uh, the pharmacy is a great place, but there are other resources um, that can help them identify what's in their vial if they think it's anything other than what they think they should have. So always call and ask. Absolutely. I will do that. And I think the take-home message is don't be afraid of generic drugs. That's right. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And um, until next time, I'll thank our listeners for joining us as well. Well, thanks for having me. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.